Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, church, and good morning, River Rock family. Um, Good morning to those that are watching us online. We welcome you. We're glad you're here this morning. Um, My name is Chris Talamantes, and I'm the pastor's wife here at River Rock Fellowship. And uh, we just want to welcome you and say happy Mother's Day. Uh, Weren't those uh, videos and those uh, recordings of our kids' voices, our kids' words, um, seeing their faces, uh, that was amazing. And I loved it. I hope you did too. I hope, moms, you were blessed. And um, what a joy. What a joy. There's no greater gift to a mom than seeing her children and hearing her children. So um, be blessed today. But I also want to say thank you to the spiritual moms out there. There's so many of you who have given birth to children through your prayers, through your encouragement, through your love, through your sacrifices. We honor you and we say thank you. Um, This morning, you are in for a treat. We have three moms who are going to be sharing with us, um, each in different seasons of motherhood and life. And I'm really excited to introduce them to you and to um, hear what they have. We're going to be blessed to hear what they have to share with us. But before we do, um, I wanted to say that um, I just have a little something that God has put on my heart that I want to share with you this morning. And that is out of 1 Samuel chapter 1. Let's pray before we begin. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for moms everywhere. Lord, we just ask, God, that you would fill us with your spirit this morning, that you would minister your word, and God, that you would bring life and hope to women and healing all over the, all over the world, Lord, today. God, as we are in this season, in this place, I pray, God, that you would bring encouragement. I come against despair. I come against depression. I come against loneliness. And Lord, I just ask, Father, that you would minister life and hope today in Jesus' name. So um, before um, I introduce the ladies to you, I just want to share something that has been very important to me and something that I've grown in, something that I'm still learning and something that I guess I even wished I would have known um, at a greater depth when my kids were younger. But um, I also live in a no or trying to live in a no regret zone. So that's important, moms. No regrets. We begin today anew, and um, if God lays something on your heart today, begin today, and um, don't look back with regret. Um, But in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 1, if you want to open your Bible, and you can can do that, you can uh, follow along with me as uh, as we talk about Hannah. And Hannah is the mom that I love in Scripture. And this is the thing. Hannah was tormented by someone. Um, She was uh, provoked and she was ridiculed for where she was at. Um, She was barren for a season. She did not have children. And in that culture and in that time, that was was your worth. It was based on whether you bore children or not. And also, in, in the end of Hannah's story, she ended up giving up her child. So not only did she, um, you know, she go through all of this, and this is part of God's plan for her life, 
um, she also ended up giving up the very child she had prayed for. And so, you know, if you remember in the reading this past week in our um, prayer challenge, there was a day that talked about praying through, not praying away. And when I think of that with Hannah, she prayed through her situation. You know, it says in John chapter nine, not to look and see, you know, God, why is this happening? Where, where is the sin in my life? You know, do I not have enough faith? But, you know, that to trust that God may be doing something in us and that God wants us to pray through the situation. So let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 1 real quick. And we're going to start at verse 4. And it says, whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife, Penaniah, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her and the Lord had closed her room. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Her husband, Elkanah, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant." your servant's misery, and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. So here she is. She's already endured the provoking and the ridicule of uh, Penaniah. And she has the love of her husband who just, who's just asking her, am I not enough? And now she's praying. She's praying fervently and she's praying in anguish and she's praying um, with just, uh, just pouring it out to the Lord. And here comes the priest. And this is what he says. As she kept, in verse 12, as she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. So now she's been accused, falsely accused. Her intentions were good. Her heart was right. And she's being falsely accused of, of something that she has not done. Is this, isn't, sometimes in life, don't we say as moms, as women, isn't enough enough, Lord? Isn't enough enough? But God wasn't done. She was going to pray through this. Let's look at verse 15. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked for. She said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. 
It goes on to tell us that she went, they went back home and she conceived a son. And when the son was old enough, when he was uh, no longer needed his mom, when he was weaned, um, she took him back to the temple, just as she had told the Lord that if he was to give her a son, she would commit him all the days of his life uh, to, to the Lord. And so the, the, the beauty of Hannah is, listen to this, moms, is that she kept the main thing, the main thing. And that's what we're going to hear today from the women that are going to be sharing with us, that she prayed and that she trusted the Lord. And so my uh, encouragement for you today on this Mother's Day is that we keep the main thing, the main thing, that there is no greater responsibility that we have as mothers, that we have as women, that we have as wives, that we have as friends, that we pray, that we, like Hannah, know regardless of what we're facing, regardless of who's, who's, uh, who's criticizing us, who's not there for us, um, regardless of what's going on, uh, that we pray, that we pray continually, and that we trust the Lord in all things for our children, for our lives, um, just as Hannah. Hannah is just such a beautiful, beautiful reminder to us that life as moms and life is not going to always be easy, and that, but that we serve a God, that we have a hope, and that we have a future, and that we have a God that we can trust, and that we can put our trust in him just as he did. Even, even if you're being accused falsely in your trust in the Lord. I mean, you see this with Hannah and, and that she, here she is praying. Here she is in anguish. Here she is crying in, in church out to the Lord. And somebody makes a wrong assumption. I, I'm just so moved by her story and so encouraged that, um, my job, my role, my greatest responsibility as a mom, the greatest um, uh, opportunity that God has given us is to pray, to pray fervently for our children. There's nothing that God can't do. There's nothing that God won't do. And it takes all of the, the responsibility, it takes all of the, the worry, the care um, that we have, and it, it, we can put it on the Lord. We can, we can cast that, we can cast our cares over to the Lord. And um, so today, ladies, um, let me admonish you to keep the main thing the main thing. And as, we, uh, as we're going to begin to hear from um, three women, I just, I want you to remember that. Okay, you're about to meet our three moms, and I'm going to introduce each of them to you, and then I will let them share. Our first mom is a young mom. Her name is Austin Christensen, and she is the mom to four young children, and she is going to share with us just some great practical advice, some great things that we can, that you can incorporate right into your day, right into your, um, your mothering, um, your life right now. And she's just going to remind us again of the main thing is the main thing. And so um, her name is, again, Austin Christensen. Our second mom, who I was so blessed when she agreed to do this and to share with us, is a, she lives in Washington State, and she is the daughter of Rick and Sharon Souza. Her name is Mindy Grant, and she is a mom in the middle stages of motherhood, and she is going to share again with us just, um, just some insight. I asked these two ladies the question of, 
of what is it, how do you navigate uh, technology in this day and age, in this time, and, and especially um, with it just being right at your fingertips, and now with COVID-19 and all that we are facing as moms and as people. Um, so I asked that question. I also asked the question of Austin, how do you, how do you find peace or how do you bring peace, I guess is a better way to say that, bring or have peace or make sure there's peace in your home. And so I love what she has to share and what she will speak to that. And then I asked Mindy the question of, um, what do you do when you sometimes can feel like you're just not enough for your kids? Um, Mindy is a mom to two, but she's also found her place, herself in the place of being a widow and now a single parent. And so I, again, she will impart wisdom to you. She will impart love and grace and I, I love what she's gonna bring to us today. And then um, our last mom is a mom, a grandmom, a pastor, and she's a friend. And um, Kim Murphy is gonna share with us just some wonderful uh, reminders. She's gonna, she's gonna make sure that we're grounded where we need to be grounded and keeping, again, the main thing, the main thing. So church, Guys, gals, everyone, mothers, be blessed today by what these women have to share with you. Hi, River Rock Church. My name is Austin Christensen, and I have the privilege of sharing with you a little bit about motherhood today. I'm just sitting here on my living room floor because I'm a mom, and this is the best place for me to do this right now. Um, yeah, I've been married for almost 10 years to my husband, Josh. We have four beautiful kids. Um, I've got an eight-year-old daughter, a six-year-old son, a four-year-old daughter, and a two-year-old son. And um, I actually started a nonprofit called Parachute Mom. And I, if you check out my site, there's just a bunch of resources on there all about motherhood and um, specifically sleep training and structure and how to... Uh, really structure out your day with your kids and just bring peace into your home. That's my biggest focus. How can you practically bring peace into your home with Jesus and practical tools? So if you're interested in that, um, that is ParachuteMom.com and I have an Instagram, ParachuteMom too. Um, so anyways, I have a few different things I wanted to share with you today. Um, the first is how do we navigate um, technology and especially this time right now with um, everything that's going on in the world and my perspective is that we are not um, of the world we're in it but we're not of it and so we should look different um, technology to me is very um, overwhelming and can really consume a child's life and so I think being Christians and being people who are pursuing Jesus, it should not be the focus of our children's lives. Um, we have very strict boundaries on any type of technology we let into our home, and um, that's worked really well for us. Um, and when it comes to coronavirus and everything that's going on in the world, what I have just kept my eyes 
on is Jesus. I know the news is saying all kinds of crazy things all the time, but Jesus knows the truth. He knows everything and we need to keep our eyes completely fixed on him as mothers who are leading our children, who might be feeling afraid and just confused about the world and why they're not in school or whatever it might be. We need to keep our eyes on him and hear what he is saying and be in the word and talk to our kids about what is in the word and what is truth. Because the word, it never lies and it's, it is always true. So we need to make sure we're in the word talking to our kids about what is in the word and that keeps us at peace. And so that's just um, what we've done to navigate this time. Um, I wanted to talk about um, just a practical way that I personally bring peace into my home. Like I said at the beginning, I'm all about structure, about sleep training. Honestly, I would not have four kids if I didn't know how to help get them to sleep through the night quickly. I really value my sleep and <laughs> I'm sure most of you do. And so this has been seriously the biggest thing for me is sleep training my kids. And when I put them to bed at night, all four of my kids share a bedroom. We put them to bed at night. They stay in their beds until we get them up in the morning. And that has been so overwhelmingly helpful, which is why I always talk to people about sleep training. Um, and then also just structuring out your child's day. Your child craves discipline. No kid wants to conduct their own lives. They don't wanna to have to choose everything. I think sometimes we think, oh, let's give them more, more choices and give them more freedom. I don't think kids want that much freedom. They actually want you as the parent to tell them what to do sometimes. And of course, as they mature and get older, then we can give more choices, but um, when they're little, like two and three and four, it's really awesome for them just to be able to know what they're going to do every day, how long they're going to do it for, and then what they're going to do next. They don't have to think through all of those things. That's, that's too overwhelming for a little one. So that's one practical way that I keep peace in my home is through structure and sleep training. It has brought overwhelming amounts of peace in my home home of course jesus is the biggest thing but um i just wanted to give you some practical tools there and like i said on my site there's so much um just uh, articles and videos and different things that you can check out if you want to know a little bit more about that and the last thing i wanted to talk about is how to make time for jesus and your husband and so um this is, oh, I just love this because I think as a stay-at-home mom, I know there's working moms out there too, so this might not apply in the same way, but as a stay-at-home mom with four little ones, I think I get so much time with Jesus because I'm home all day. I get to conduct my day. I'm in charge, and so I get to spend lots of time with Jesus. And so we'll just be going throughout our day, and 
I'll just, I'll just feel it. I can just feel it. Like we just need to be with Jesus right now. And I'll stop what we're doing and say, guys, we're going to spend time with God. And I, we call it worship time. Pretty much anytime we're going to read the Bible, worship, pray, whatever, we just call it worship time. And so I'll stop what we're doing. Guys, we're going to have worship time right now. And that to me is um, just the biggest blessing as a mom that I get to do that. Cause I know if I was working or not home with my kids, I wouldn't be able to just stop what I'm doing and just completely focus in on the Lord. Obviously, it doesn't look the same as a quiet time because you have your kids with you, but it's an amazing time to disciple them and to show them what it looks like to pursue Jesus. I also have my own quiet time at nighttime. I wish I could say I got up super early every morning before my kids wake up and spent time <laughs> with the Lord by myself, but I don't do that and I feel like it's okay because I'm a busy mom and I really love my sleep. So um, whatever works for you, but I think it's important to be in your word every single day, no matter what, because we need to be washed with his word. We need to be washed with his truth every day. We shouldn't miss that. It's the most important thing we can do in our lives is to be with him. And secondly, like I said before, um, we are super into sleep training. And so every night my kids go to bed, they kind of go to bed early, um, like seven o'clock. And so my husband and I have a few hours at night time every night to spend together. And we don't, we don't separate into different rooms. We don't go do our own thing. We spend time together, um, unless we are having like a guy's night out or a girl's night out or whatever. But for the majority of the time we spend those nights together. Um, obviously we try to do date nights as much as we can. Um, financially and practically, that's not always the easiest, but um, one way that we like to um, just have our special time is we really like coffee and we like to just drive around. So we'll just load all the kids up in the car, go get some coffee, and drive around and we tell the kids hey you need to be quiet or read a book or something and then we just get chance a chance to talk when your kids are in the car they can't go anywhere so it's a uh, kind of just like a practical way to not have to spend a lot of money on a babysitter um, and just a tool we've used to um, get those special like Saturday mornings together so I hope that was helpful to you. Um, I'm so honored that I got to do this for you guys, and I hope you are all having a beautiful Sunday. Bye. Good morning. My name is Mindy Grant, and I am Rick and Sharon Sousa's daughter, and your lovely pastor's wife, Chris, asked me to jump on and just share a couple of thoughts this Mother's Day about parenting in the midst of this um, unprecedented time that we are all going through. Um, it's definitely uh, not anything that anyone um, can remember parenting through anything like this and um, something that is affecting all of us in different ways. I have two kids. They are 11 and 13. They are finishing up um, fifth and seventh grade, which where we live means that next year they'll both be changing schools. So they've missed basically the last half of the school year um, with their friends and teachers that they've been in school with. Um, so there's just a lot of um, a lot of loss to mitigate and to work through. And of course, the whole online learning experience. 
as well as being a working mom who myself is going back to school. I went back to school last year. So um, there's just a lot going on right now. And so Chris threw me a couple questions that I want to address this morning. Number one is, how are you as a mom navigating this season? And <clears throat> this has been something that I've tried to work on for the last couple of years anyway, but um, especially during this time, is I try to give myself the amount of grace that I would give one of my girlfriends or my sister or someone who called me at the end of a really rough mom day. And um, if they were kind of beating up on themselves, I try to give myself the same mental, spiritual, emotional advice that I would give them. And that is, this is new for all of us. We need to have grace on ourselves. Um, we need to remember that we're not walking through this alone. Where I live, I don't have family around, um, but I have friends around. I have the word of God. I have my parents. We do family Zoom meetings when we can. And um, we just have to remember to be kind to ourselves um, and tell ourselves the same things that we would tell one of our girlfriends if they called us at 11 o'clock at night after having a rough day. Um, what is one thing you would say to a mom who's feeling like she isn't enough for her kids? And that's kind of a funny question because, and I told Chris this, when she first emailed me and asked me to participate in this today, my first thought was, no way. I have way more mom fails than I have successes. And I don't have anything to tell anybody right now because I'm certainly not an expert in this field. But then I thought, I think a lot of us are feeling that way. And I think it's important to be honest. Um, for me, I have had to cut way back on time on social media. Um, I have parents, parent friends who are rock stars and who are hitting it out of the park and who are doing all these super fun, creative things with their kids. And they're taking advantage of this free class and that free lesson and learning how to do all these new things. And that's awesome. And I do that when I can. Um, I'm super fortunate that my kids are at an age where they're able to be pretty independent with their learning. They're both actually upstairs right now on classroom Zooms and they're doing their own schoolwork. Um, but I cannot compare, and I think this is important for all of us, mom, dad, single, married, widowed, whatever. It's important for people in general. Um, we cannot compare what's happening in our homes, what's happening in our lives with what everybody else is posting on Instagram and Facebook. Probably most of you have heard the adage, what's being posted on social media, you're comparing your behind the scenes to everybody else's highlight reel. And especially during right now, that's a real thing. And I think we have to put guardrails in place to where we don't um, jump on social media and start scrolling through something where at the end of that couple minutes of scrolling through social media, you feel worse than when you went on. So I actually, during this time, I have a lot of people that I'm friends with on social media that I just unfollowed for 30 days. Um, I think you're awesome, I love you, I'm gonna celebrate all your wins, but I don't need to see them in my feed all the time. So maybe when all of this is over and I feel like I've 
you know, had a day where I've hit it out of the park, I'll share that on social media. But I've got way back on social media and I have unfollowed people who, um, through no fault of their own, I just feel worse when I get off of scrolling social media than, um, than I do when I jump on. Um, and then lastly, how do you make time with the Lord as a busy working mom? And um, of, of all of the social media answers and surround yourself with uh, people who make you feel good and who give you grace, the most important thing for all of us during this time is that we are drawing strength from the true source um, where, from the true source that doesn't run out. We're drawing strength from the truth of God's word, not from what's being shown on TV or the news or social media, but we are diving in and spending time where we are finding truth with a capital T. For me personally, I have to do that first thing in the morning before my kids get up and before I've jumped into my day. Um, I heard it said one time a long time ago, and this is when I had little kids, so this was not a practical thing in my life at that time, but tithing your time as well as your finances is important. And you, if you give the Lord that first 10% of your time in the day, it will really set you up for success throughout the rest of your day. So that's always been something that's been in the back of my mind, but especially right now where I am taking advantage of not having to get my kids up and get them out the door to the bus. Um, I, I take time for myself in the morning where I'm able to just sit with everything off. I don't turn the news on when I get up in the morning. I dive into the word, even if it's just a short devotional or a short time in the word. I think it's so important, especially right now, to really dive in where we're finding truth with a capital T. And then every morning, my kids and I, we watch um, our staff at our church. The pastors are taking turns doing a vlog divisional, or devotional every morning. So we come downstairs and we watch the devotion together every morning. We have a time of prayer um, for friends who are sick and who are fighting disease or who are, you know, have businesses that are being impacted. Um, certainly teachers and students and the different people in our life who are being affected in so many different ways. So um, I have to, first of all, find time to get my own head straight and my heart straight and my spirit right. And then being able to take advantage of not having everybody rush out to different places in the mornings, we're really spending some time in devotions and in prayer together every morning. And when we are able to do that, it really uh, just sets our day off on the right foot. And uh, I think right now we could all use some of that. So um, something I heard a couple weeks ago that we have been quoting back and forth to one another is progress, not perfection. So our days aren't all gonna look perfect, but if we're making progress and if we're working toward being the best to each other and to ourselves, then I think we're gonna come out on top through all of this. So happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Take care, thanks for letting me share this morning, bye-bye. You know, today is a day that we have an opportunity as moms to be pampered and giving gifts, maybe some cards, um, homemade cards from our grandchildren that we would cherish for years. Um, you know, today I have an opportunity from Pastor Marvin and Chris to share a little bit. And I'm a mom and 
mom of adult children and a grandma. And you know, today I have an opportunity just to reflect with you on the joys of being a mom and the joys of being a grandma. Um, there's a scripture through the years of raising my children and having friends and family, uh, spiritual family that we've um, imparted life with and done life with. And the scriptures in Galatians 6, 9, it says, Do not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap a harvest. And do not grow weary. And I think that that's a scripture that I've used oftentimes in my life with um, the raising of a family. Because sometimes when you are um, in a season of small children, you know, you have hopes and dreams and and tasks of training and things that you need to get done, um, keeping a house running smoothly and and training the children in a way that you know the Lord would have them to be um, learning and experiencing. But as a grandma and a uh, mom of adult children, I find myself um, needing to be more confident in the truth of who I am in Christ, that my worth and my value and my ability to communicate communicate a, a life of strength and and joy and encouragement to them as they raise their children and as they make their life choices, whether it's something that I would agree upon or not agree upon, has no bearing. It's more about just as life is given to us through our relationship with Jesus Christ, we are to be life bearers and life encouragers to one another. And I am grateful that through the years, even though there has been disappointment, there has been struggles, there has been um, challenges that no one expected, um, truly the opportunity to be a mom and to hopefully reflect a little bit of what the Lord has done in my own life to my children and to even my spiritual children um, is such an important part of my role here in this season of my life. And I want to encourage us um, today and moms, let me encourage you to don't give up, don't quit. Um, the season you're in right now is the right season for you to be even more effective in um, being that lift and that support and that encouragement to uh, to your children. You know, it's all about perspective. Just a few days ago, my son, who lives out of state, was talking to me a little bit about his life as a kid here. And and uh, it's interesting, some of the stories that he's come up with, I don't even remember those things happening. Um, different family events and different ways that possibly he felt he was being disciplined. And we laughed and joked together. And when we were about to finish, I said, you know, son, it's it's really, you know, it's about our perspective. You know, your perspective is a little different than mine, but truly it's about our perspective. And I want to encourage you that that is really the truth. You know, how we see the situation isn't necessarily the right perspective. And if we go to the Lord with our spiritual eyes and we ask the Lord to reveal the heart, I think that you and I can come to a place of, of a great opportunity to um, impart truth 
and love for one another in just a different way. Um, the technology and the social media, um, it's not something I'm always comfortable with. I would prefer to have a face-to-face -face conversation with my children. I would prefer to be in their home and visit. And, but sometimes as they're raising their children, life is crazy. And I remember those days in my own life, how it's so hard to fit everything in. So I make an effort. I make an effort where they're at. And some, most of the time that's texting. Sometimes it's a quick Facebook um, note back and forth. But truthfully, there has to be a confidence that we have as moms that we are loved and we are valued, not because of what our children do, but because of who Christ is in our lives. So don't grow weary in well-doing. Allow the Lord to encourage you that in the season you're in, the fruit of your labor will only produce great fruit because we know that that's what Jesus has done in our lives and will continue to do until we meet him in heaven. So on this great Mother's Day, cherish every gift, no matter what it looks like, no matter what um, the dynamic of it is and when it comes, it's the heart of the matter. It's the heart of the gift. And that gift is the gift of love, the love that we know comes from above. So God bless you and have a great Mother's Day. I want to take a moment and just say thank you to my wife, Chris, to Austin, to Mindy, and to Pastor Kim. Thank you for teaching on motherhood this day. Thank you for giving us insight and, and being real and transparent about your own lives. That truly has been a blessing to all of us, and we want to say thank you. May God bless you on this incredible Mother's Day as well. Well, Mom, I want to pray a blessing over you. And if you're close to mom, maybe reach out if you're there at the house and, and maybe say, Mom, I'm praying with you too. So let's pray together. Well, Father God, I just pray for motherhoods. Lord, I pray for all the moms of River Rock and all those who are just visiting and watching. God, I pray you touch them, give them strength. Give them, Father, the insight to hear the frequency of God, to know that God is speaking to them regarding their children, regarding, Father, their families and their spouses. Oh, God, minister to their unique needs. Hear their prayers as they pray, Father, deeply for their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I pray, Father, that they will never give up praying and believing in their families. I pray they would leave a legacy of faith and a family, Lord, that would go from generation to generation to generation. So, Father, make this a blessed Mother's Day for them. Touch them, Father, in a way that only you can touch in such a way they would know that was Jesus. We pray, Father, your will, your way, in Jesus' holy name, amen. God bless you, church. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.